Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me for today's episode is Jessica Edwards. She is a top realtor in North Carolina, a global luxury property specialist and global luxury ambassador. She's a YouTube and video marketing sensation and just amazing boss woman. Jessica, welcome onto the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and share and and discuss with you today. So thank you. Yeah, we're super excited to have you on. And I mentioned, as some of you might be familiar with Jessica and her YouTube channel, it has thousands of subscribers, um, hundreds of thousands of video views, and she's going to share us her secrets and and best tips and how she does what she does and how she's been so successful with it. But before we get started in that, I have to ask our signature question that I ask all of the guests who join me on the show, which is, since the show is called The Real View, I want to know what is the best view that you've ever seen? You know, it's an interesting question because when I think about that, you know, we live, so I live on the North Carolina coast, we're southeastern North Carolina, so we've got the waterways and the ocean and beach, and I've seen some amazing views, obviously being in and out of a lot of different houses, but I think my favorite view is a private island here called Figure Eight Island, and so you go through like a security gate and then you drive over this bridge to the island, and as you're driving over, it kind of goes up. And as you drive over the bridge, you just get this breathtaking view of the waterway on both sides. And you see the island ahead of you with houses, you know, beautiful, huge homes to the right and to the left with the ocean in the background. And it's just this immediate sense of sort of, ah, you know, like it's just like just a breath of fresh air. And so I think that's probably my favorite. I don't know if it's necessarily a view, but that's my favorite view, I guess, in Wilmington. I love that. And you get to see it, you know, pretty often. Do you do you visit the island often? Yeah, we do. We do. Yes. Yeah. So that's awesome. A beautiful spot. A view you get. Uh, that's nice that it's your favorite view and it's a view that you get to see frequently, which I think Not when I ask. Enough, right? Yeah, never. There can never, never be enough time at the beach on an island. <laughs> For sure. Okay, well, I want to talk a little bit about you, um, about how you found success. How did you get started in real estate? Did you always know that this is something you want to do or what has your career journey been like? That's such an interesting question. Um, I... So I went to university, I grew up in West Virginia, and then went to uh, college here, University of North Carolina, Wilmington, and just never left. I was actually a health major Mm. and took a job in that field right out of college and just, it wasn't what it was supposed to be and was kind of miserable, I mean, right out of the gate. But I had always had this sort of pull towards, not even real estate necessarily, I didn't have any like realtors in my family or anything, but just always really interested in houses. I remember from a very young age, like being at the grocery store with my mom and picking up the house books and looking at houses or, um, you know, putting on, there was like a channel that would flip through, you know, houses for sale. And so I just always had this draw towards houses and, and real estate, I guess. And so took this job right out of school, still really interested in real estate. This was 2004. So this was when the market before the, the big crash and so the market was crazy and I had some friends that had gone into land development and just took this job and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be and my parents were like, you know what, you're still talking about real estate, we'll support you, get your real estate license, we'd rather you do it, try it now, if it doesn't work, you know, whatever, then be 40 and still talking about real estate. So 
I got my license immediately and started with Coldwell Banker in 2005 and have been with them ever since. So it's kind of crazy now to be, I mean, it's been over 17 years or just about 17 years. So that's awesome. So cool. I love hearing background stories. I think it's so interesting to see how people end up in where they are today and and where they are within the industry. It's always interesting to hear. No one has a similar story. You know, it's always something different. The path to real estate is different for everybody. So um, thank you so much for sharing and giving a little bit of background history. So you're known kind of for your innovative use of technology and video and real estate and these cutting edge marketing tactics. Let's just start with kind of how you first started out and how you started building the brand that you have today. And um, maybe share a little bit about some of the tactics and things that you've used to build yourself up to where where it's at today. So I started in 05. I was brand new out of college, individual agent, and I had to kind of go after it and figure out how to find clients and get clients. And this was when the market was booming and realtors were literally like taking orders to write offers, but I didn't have anything. So I think that really helped me because it taught me what you needed to do and should be doing as far as outreach and sort of going out to find that business. In 2000, so my business grew, you know, at that time it was like you get a listing and it sells, you know, kind of like right now. Yeah. And so I started and had some good advice, I think, from some at the time older agents that were very successful about starting a team and doing that. And so after a few years in the business, my first hire, I guess, was an assistant, which I think is really, really important. I think a lot of people, especially as teams have now become more of a normal thing. I think people think, oh, I need a buyer's agent. And I think that your first Higher. I think the first thing you can do if you're getting to a place where you're really busy is what can you outsource? So using a courier to do signs and lock boxes, using a courier for as many things as you can, you know, paying for that service, using, we use professional photography for everything, but photographer, measure, you know, if you have somebody in your office or some, you know, closing coordinator that can help assist with scheduling inspections and all that. So I think outsourcing those things first, as much as you can, if you're not ready to quite have your own assistant. Um, My first assistant, actually, there were two other agents and I that shared this assistant. It it was okay, and it worked, um, and then it ended up being two of us for a long time, and then she ended up working with me for years as an assistant. Um, I think that's really, really key. I think that a lot of times people think, oh, bring on another agent bring in more income, then, you know, hire it, you know, out. But I think that, you know, really being able to outsource those things that you don't need to be doing that aren't income producing is key. And then in 2011, Carolyn Burns came on with me as a buyer's agent and her and I are still together. It's been 11 years now. (laughs) She's essentially like a business partner. I mean, Mm -hmm. she really is, we just have this amazing relationship and I'm very, very fortunate to find each other and have these careers together. She was a new agent who had just come to Coldwell Banker on her own and she came on as a buyer's agent. I, at, at the time, had some great advice again, a more seasoned agent that was like, you know, if you're going to bring on a buyer's agent, you can't, you know, you've got to be prepared to give up all your buyers. You can't cherry pick. And I see that's a huge mistake. I see a lot of, a lot of agents make where they bring on a buyer's agent and then it's like, you know, they're doing all the website leads, but then somebody calls and says, hey, I want to make an offer on this. And the agent's like, oh, I can do that. You know, and they, I remember the agent saying, you've got to give them, sort of be prepared to give them everything because they need those 
easy deals, if you will, to sort of fulfill. And if doing all the buyers, they should be able to do twice as many buyers. You should be able to handle twice as many listings. That was great advice. And so Carolyn and I really just honed in on that for years and eventually brought on another agent, um, another assistant. And so I've always believed very much. I'm not, I was always saying I'm not a good like manager. I'm not a team. You know, I don't want a team of 15 or 20 agents and managing people. I want to work in the business and clients and, and, and do what I love. So we've always had a small team. Um, it's myself and Carolyn, and we have two other agents that work with us, one focusing more on the listing side with me and one more on the buying side with her. And then we have um, two admin. We have a closing coordinator that's more like just an assistant and doing closings and all that's contracts and all that stuff. And then Courtney does all of our marketing and, and listing um, side of things. So that's our team. We're very tight knit. So we do a lot of business, but we're able to be very hands-on with our clients because we have those people in place to help us. Yeah. And having that help, you know, kind of allows you to free up your time to do what you love, like you said, and, and um, really build your brand up and, and become this online personality, you know, that, that you've built. And has that kind of helped you have the time to focus more on content creation and do some of the things that you do on your YouTube channel and with your videos? Yes. And I think, you know, time management is always, especially with having, you know, kids, you know, being yeah. mom and, and working and, and all of us are actually on my team. Um, you know, I feel like it's always a shuffle here, there, everywhere. I always say it's not work-life balance. It's just life balance. It's true. You know, for me, I've been doing this since I'm, I've just turned 40 this past January, but I've been doing this since I was 22. And so I've, it's normal to me to have to be on a phone call at seven o'clock at night, but you know, also having the flexibility to go to a, you know, play at school or whatever. Um, yes, I think having those people in place um, definitely helps be able to focus on what you want to in your business, you know, working in your business and on your business. And I think consistency is key with anything that you're going to do and just being comfortable doing it. So a lot of times like with video, everybody's like, oh, now, you know, everybody talks about video and real estate, video, video, I do video. And it's like, well, now it's TikTok and reels and this and that. Well, I'm just not, that's like the TikTok thing is not for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just, you know, you've got to do what makes you comfortable. And you see, you know, when you talk about video and real estate, you know, there are agents out there that do great, um, you know, property tours and they're doing quick videos, quick walkthroughs, quick sneak peeks of videos. There are agents that do tips and advice. There are agents that do funny reels, you know, and stuff like that. So I think sort of find your lane and what feels comfortable because the great thing about video is it's a way to show your personality and who you truly are to potential clients to, you know, before they even sit down in a room and meet you. And that, that's the one thing that YouTube gave me this platform to share my expertise, to share my personality. And it was an amazing thing, you know, to sit down and meet a client for the first time. And they're like, oh my gosh, we feel like we already know you. And you know, that's what you want in real estate. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Hey, Ohio Realtors. 
Register now for the 2022 convention. We're back in Cleveland from September 18th through the 21st for this year's jam-packed event. Featuring 20 and a half hours of CE, nationally known speakers, awards receptions, networking, and the always popular RPAC YPN event hosted at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't miss out. Register now by visiting ohiorealtors.org forward slash convention. Hey, Ohio Realtors. Register now for the fourth annual Broker Summit happening October 18th in Westerville, Ohio. Plus, make sure to join us for the all-new Team Summit happening the day before the Broker Summit. That's right, two straight days of learning and networking just for you. Don't miss out on this important opportunity. Register today by visiting ohiorealtors.org. Yeah, that's that's so important. As far as content, how do you kind of plan out what you're going to be posting? What's like the frequency of videos that you found that that have worked from you? And what's the content that really engages and, and captures the interests of your viewers? I think that's shifted and changed. Um, so Courtney came on, gosh, um, probably five years ago, maybe. And so it wasn't until after she came on, you know, up until that point, I had always done all social media everything you know on my own and so I think that consistency is really important used to for YouTube I used to do two to three videos a week I mean for years and people always were like oh you're the girl from the car the car video (laughs) oh that was so genius what a great time management and it wasn't even a time management thing at the time it was like okay there was all this stuff about talk about YouTube it was um, 2008 going to 2009 I think and uh, I was like, I want to do something with video. I want to do a video blog, whatever. Um, but there were all these stiff video, you know, and so I was trying to do it in the office and try different places. And I was like, hi, I'm just, I was this weird, awkward person. And then I just tried it in the car one time and I'm like, oh, I'm totally myself and totally normal. And this is me instead of this weird, awkward person sitting in an office talking. And so that was why I originally started doing the videos in the car. And that's, that's changed. You know, we do a lot more stories now. We have recently started trying to be better. You know, COVID, I feel like, just kind of threw things off for a lot of people. For us, we were at home with, you know, kids and trying to balance work and kids being at home and all this craziness. And so I think really this year and in the last, you know, six months or so, we tried to sort of refocus on, okay, where where are we going moving forward? And we're trying to do more sort of team videos or more you know, whereas I used to do two or three things a week, doing more sort of content where we're filming more in one day, which is funny, actually, today, my team is at my house and sort of taking turns going through and doing different videos and doing videos for YouTube, but then doing short videos, you know, with the camera flipped the other way for Instagram stories. And so having that content that then Courtney can plan out for the next month, that's been really, really helpful, I think, with all of our schedules. I think it's just, I think COVID was wonderful in a lot of ways, being a mom and being successful in business, it forced us all to slow down a little bit. Um, but I think now it's, it's more planning where we need that planning ahead of time. And so I think just getting yourself to do it and, and planning it out is huge. 
That's so important, I think, too, when you're talking about content and and how to manage that, because I feel like with videos, sometimes people may not understand how much work actually goes into like a 10 a 10 second TikTok, right? I mean like there is so much to it for just a short amount of content that like that planning I think is so key and so important and you never want to get behind. You no, know, you never want to be in a place where it's like, okay, you know, it's Tuesday and I haven't posted anything all week long, so like what am I going to do now? Like I feel like that scrambling always like kind of makes it harder on yourself. But if you come from a place where like you're really planning it out, it makes your life so much easier and so much better. I totally agree. And it's so much more authentic. I think when you're trying to force something, then yes. you're like, oh gosh, I need to force a post or for it just comes across as like not real. You know, I think some of the best advice I got when I first started doing the videos was, okay, if you're going to do this, you know, don't script. I tell everyone that I'm like, you know, at the time when I first started, it was like, you know, two to three minutes max. Now I'm like one to two minutes, you mm-hmm. know, it's ideal or less than that. Um, don't script it. Think of three points to what you want to talk about. So like sort of beginning, middle, end, and that'll really help you stay on track. And don't overanalyze or criticize yourself. So like if you say a word wrong or you say something just bleh, and you keep going, you know, or if you rewatch it and it's like, oh my gosh, my hair was out of place or my shirt, This it doesn't matter. Nobody else is looking at you as critical as you are. And so I think remembering that is really, really important. I think otherwise it becomes just such a big process to do it that then you don't do it. Um, And as far as topics and thinking about different things, you know, when you read different articles or something comes up in business with a client, obviously we're not sharing personal stuff or whatever, but different things come up. Keep a running note on your phone. Um, We actually have like a Google Doc that we share as a team now for sort of video ideas or topics. That way you can go immediately to it. Or that way, if you think of something where you're like, this would be a great video, this is a great thing to talk about, but you're picking up kids from school or, you know, walking in to meet a client, just put that in the note and so you remember it and come back to it. That's been huge as far as content or topics, if you will. Yeah, no, that's that's a great tip too. And I love that you get your whole team involved with it. I think that's really cool and, so, and a great bit of advice for agents listening is that it takes the pressure off of you having to do it, you know, just on your own and relying on help for from your teammates and really just doing it together. It probably makes your process so much easier, right? Tell us a little bit about what that's like to get the whole team involved and why that's a good strategy. Yeah, and that's something new that we've we've really started doing. And I think too, with social media and platforms and everybody's out there, it gives a way to sort of come together as a team and sort of as that united group. We we're really big on, so each team member has a personal Instagram and they don't have like a business Facebook and then this and that. It's just personal. And our team, we're really big on we, 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 it's all we. And so everything with the team is we. And so if you've got a team, you know, we're, creating this content, they're able to then share it on their platforms. They're not, you know, as team members having to go out and create sort of their own content and they're able to share another team member's post and our team is the Carolina's Finest is tagged everything. So, you know, everybody go, go follow the Carolina's Finest um, on Instagram and then mine is at the Jessica Edwards. But so we were really big about that and about sharing and that's been great. You know, it's great for clients and potential clients, you know, to meet 
to, to see the team and to, to learn all of our personalities. Yeah. And I know you mentioned too, it's, it's been a great way for you to kind of sell yourself and show who you are to potential clients out there. How else have you kind of seen your video platform really grow your business? No, I think it's just staying top of mind. So in real estate, everybody, you know, everyone's always like, you need to stay top of mind. You want clients, past clients or friends when they think real estate to think of you. And so I think it's a great way to stay top of mind without saying, hey, I'm in real estate. Hey, I'm in real estate. Hey, if you want to sell your house, call me. You know, you're talking about real estate. You're constantly sharing things. But I think it's also important that if you're going to do that, I think a big mistake sometimes realtors make is it's too much You've got to you've got to share some personal. You've got to the the old rule I feel like was like eighty twenty. You know, eighty percent personal, twenty percent business. Um, so I think just being careful that it's not all just very stock and just feels very fake. Sort of, you know, the more real it can feel and people seeing you live your life, work and life, really important. And that's kind of what allows people to connect to you, right? When you're sharing that side of you, it just opens up a whole nother way that you can make that connection and really be more, not just an agent, but a human and a person, you know, as well, right? I think that's that's super important. Um, What other mistakes do you see realtors make when it comes to video and YouTube marketing? I think really, honestly, just not doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, and just being afraid to do it or don't look a certain way or I don't. You know, just just this that fear, and I think you know overcoming that fear is huge. And I also think thinking that you have to do it a certain way. There's, like I just get you know talked about earlier. There's a lot of different ways you can use video, Um, and so I don't think it has to be one specific way. It's just finding what's comfortable for you. So I think that's would be the biggest mistake is that, and then the consistency aspect of it. Um, If you're going to do something, you've got to do something that's simple enough that it can be consistent to where you can do it on a regular basis. If it's too challenging and it becomes this huge project to make one video and you're going to try to do this every week, you're not going to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. you might do it for a few weeks or you might do it for a few months even, but it's not realistic to maintain. So I think finding something that you're comfortable doing, just doing it and finding something that's easy to maintain is, is my best advice or, you know, biggest mistakes I see, I guess. Yeah, I love that you mentioned, you know, it doesn't matter what platform you use. You know, you've really found your niche with YouTube, but you mentioned, you know, TikTok's not my thing. And I think that's really refreshing and that's a good perspective for people to hear is that you don't need to be a master of all trades. You know, you don't need to put yourself on every single platform that's out there. Find the one, like you said, that you're comfortable with and that works for you. I think that's super important and maybe takes some of um, the stress away from just how do I even get started with that? And what would be your advice to how realtors who maybe don't do any video marketing right now, how can they get started? And what what advice would you give to them if they're just first starting out? Or maybe how do you just first start out? I think just, first of all, talking about platforms, um, figuring out what you want to do. It might be Instagram, it might be Twitter, it might be YouTube, it might be a combination. Again, it doesn't have to be all. Don't stress yourself out there. Just find your sort of way you're going to go and how you're going to use it. And I totally forgot the question. (laughs) (laughs) I guess how, how can agents just get started in this? If this is a brand new world to them. Yeah, absolutely. So I think as far as like video and just getting started, 
if you're kind of feeling nervous to like completely put yourself out there. So if you get, there's so many different ways you can use video. You know, we obviously YouTube, um, you know, videos that way are going to be more um, a minute, two minutes, whatever. Listing videos, we use a professional videographer for that because I tried to do it years ago on my own and it was totally <laughs> a mess and took so much time and it was awful. I think that you can do short little stories on Instagram, you know, that can be just, you know, 15, 20 seconds. Um, and, you know, we're doing that now and then directing people to YouTube. And so, you know, using those in a combination of things. But I think two of the most underutilized ways of videos, one, like community videos. So, you know, showcasing neighborhoods, you know, driving through a neighborhood and showing that and putting that on YouTube. People are searching. If they're going to move to your area, they're going to be searching about neighborhoods or about what's it like to live in Wilmington, North Carolina. And so showcasing the community and if you're going to if you rest your favorite restaurants or shops, asking to sort of feature them and show it gives them exposure and it gives you content. Um, and it's it's something that people are going to search for if they're moving to the area. And then I think also if you get an online lead or somebody comes through your website, doing a quick video, you don't have to look great. It could be a mess, whatever. You know, hey, John, it's Jessica Edwards. Thank you so much for logging into the carolinasfinance.com. Super excited to meet with you, work with you, look forward to speaking soon. Boom. It's done. It's personal. It's real. And it's quick and it's easy. So I think videos like that, I mean, pretty much everyone has an iPhone or, or something like that. You can quickly just say, hey, so-and-so, how are you? Can't wait to talk. So I think little things like that can make you maybe feel a little bit more comfortable. And again, I think people appreciate the realness, the rawness and the personal touch to it more so than why is she in a ponytail and, and workout clothes? Like yeah. That. Yeah. No, those, those are all really great tips. I, that's, that's super cool. And what a great idea. That's something if you guys are listening to this, that you can start doing, you know, right away, setting those little short videos. It's just that ad, it adds that extra touch, which I think really, you know, can go a long way in connecting with future clients. And before we wrap up today, I want to talk a little bit about this global luxury ambassador. And you are one of those. I want to know what does that mean to you? And what has your experience been like being a global luxury ambassador it is first of all just such a privilege and an honor um so Codal banker has i can't even i'm going to totally say the wrong number i think there are 15 or so of us uh, maybe in the u.s that are global luxury ambassadors and that means that we're helping assist teaching the certification course for agents becoming global luxury certified you have to be so many years in the business and do so much business this and that so we're helping teach that class and it's for me, it's incredible to be, I mean, these other global luxury ambassadors are you know, Jade Mills and Beverly Hills, and Carrie Wells and Aspen and Don McKenna of Chicago. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's almost mind blowing sometimes to be part of these, this group of agents that are, that are just absolutely rock stars. So what's also really cool is to learn from them, you know, so when we're teaching these courses and each do different parts of it or different, you know, different courses. It's so just refreshing to be able to watch that and learn and hear what other agents, these top agents across the country are doing. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. You're you're in good company and, and rightfully so. I mean, you, you do a great oh, job at what you do and have clearly found so much other success, so much success for yourself um, and for your others and your team. So congratulations on that and very, very cool. Any last tips or ideas or things that you want to share before we wrap up today? Oh man, put me on the spot. <laughs> I think just in anything that you do with marketing, 
finding your niche, doing it consistently and feeling comfortable doing it, but just doing it consistently and having a plan is the best advice I could give. And if it, you know, there are going to be things that don't work. We recently spent money on doing something website related and it was like thousands of dollars wasted and it's like cut the cord. Just sometimes there's going to be stuff that doesn't work. And so I think, but being, having that curiosity and being able to adapt is huge. Those are two words we use a lot. You've got to be curious to be able to learn, change, grow, and you've got to be able to, to be adaptable to be able to change, you know, when something doesn't work or when the market changes. So I think just that that would be my, my last little tip there, I guess. No, I love that. And just, you know, dive in, go for it. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to, you know, not feel 100% comfortable with everything you're doing. But I think just, you know, getting started, trying it out, being consistent, as you mentioned, and and it can really help your business thrive. And there's so many upsides and so many positives to creating this content and really, you know, putting a big emphasis on video marketing. So Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank Thank you for sharing this wonderful tips and advice. This has been really great. I know our listeners, can listen to this and take something back with them that they can implement right away. So um, I appreciate it again. Thanks for your time and, and for all this knowledge. It was great having you on. Thank you. I appreciate it too. And just thank you for having me. And why don't you go ahead and drop your uh, where people can find you um, also if they want to oh, go sure. look up so, and see what um, you're doing. Yeah. yeah, I would love to. Again, our, so our website is thecarolinasfinest.com and then Instagram is at the Carolina's Finest. My personal Instagram is at the Jessica Edwards. And then our YouTube is youtube.com slash the Carolina's Finest. Go check it out. Yeah. See, see, uh, well, yes. See what the you. best in the business. All of you. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing really great things. Um, a lot of cool ideas for you guys. You can see how they do it and how they've been able to have such, such success with it. So to all of our listeners, thank you guys tuning in. We'll talk to you next week, Jessica. Thanks again. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.